What's up, everybody? Josh Dolly here. Welcome back to the NFL New Zealand podcast. This is the seventh episode. So, what we're going to solve for today's episode is I'm going to react to, well, I'm going to discuss Julian Edelman's retirement and if he should be in the Hall of Fame or not. I am going to discuss the Jadavion Clowney Brown signing and then discuss the Browns 2021 season outlook. Then I'm going to give my weekly t- top 10 mock draft which I have been doing for just a week, but this is the second time I'll be doing that. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, Julian Edelman did retire just a couple of days ago. I don't know the exact date, but he did retire. Um, so, yeah, he had an amazing career. You know, um, he played very good. He won three Super Bowls. I actually have a post here from um, Bleacher Report that showed what his career was like. So, he had no scholarship out of high school. He went to Kent State as a QB. He had one college catch for 11 yards. He had no combine invite, was a seventh-round pick, and then the rest is history, basically. He was Brady's security blanket, and he won, he won the Super Bowl three times, and he made that clutch play against the Falcons um, in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So, yeah, um, it's sad to see him go. You know, he's a great player. He's had a great, awesome career. Um the definition of not giving up your dreams and working hard towards them. So, yeah. Um, another discussion is, is he a Hall of Famer? He, um, actually, let me pull up his career stats. Oh, actually, no, I can just go. So... He, um, well, let me see his career playoff stats. So he had 15 starts in the playoffs. He had 118 catches, 1,442 yards, and seven total touchdowns. But, um, yeah, so I don't know if he should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, people, a lot of people, um, it's a big debate. Um, if I was to say yes or no, I would probably go with no, just because he's not. You know, he had a very above-average career. He was very clutch in the playoffs and did have, like, some very good accolades and achievements throughout his career. But he didn't make... I don't think he made a Pro Bowl his whole career, I don't think. I don't think he was an all-pro. So he basically just won Super Bowls and was one of Brady's best targets throughout um, Brady's Patriots career. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, I definitely would like to see everybody in the Hall of Fame, but not everybody can make it. So I'm going to go with no on that one, but, you know, I wouldn't complain for years. So, you know, it's, it's um, he had a very good career and, you know, I definitely um, loved watching him on the Patriots and, yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's basically it for that. So I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame, although he had a very, very above average career. So that's that. And let's get into the Jadavian Clowney Browns signing. So Clowney has been a bit of a journeyman throughout this um. The past couple of years, he um, the whole Texans debacle where he um, he left because the organization was not that good and they didn't really want to pay him. I don't think I believe. And then he went to the Seahawks. Then he went to the Titans, I believe. And now he's on the Browns on another one year deal. So basically, he's been bouncing around a couple of teams for the last couple of years. And you know, um, he signed a one year ten million deal with the Browns. So maybe he's going to try um, this team out if he likes and re-sign on a longer deal. 
But basically, the reason he joined the Browns is because they're winning. So he believes that they have potential to win the Super Bowl. And they had a very good season last season. But, you know, um, reaction to signing, good signing for the Browns, good signing for Clowney. He goes to a, um, a team that's primed for a very good season, um, very good upcoming season. And the Browns get him on a one-year term deal. So that's the reaction. And now let's get into the 2021 season outlook for the Cleveland Browns. So I'm going to go over the depth chart and just give my thoughts on what this team is. Like I looked at this team um, just before, and man, this team is looking very, very solid. Um, it's looking very good. But, um, you know, at QB, they have Baker Mayfield, the former number one overall pick from, I think it was 2017 draft. They have Case Keenan backing up, which is always good to have a backup. Um, and a very good one at that. And they have a running back. They have the dynamic door of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And they also have Dionis Johnson and John Kelly, which aren't bad options either. And then at wide receiver, they have the man OBJ and Jarvis Landry. And they also have Rashad Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Cadell Hodge. So, yeah, um, that's that. They have Austin Hooper, Harrison Bright, and David Njoku at tight end, which is a very good um trio of tight ends. And, you know, Kevin Stefanski does like one of those duo tight end sets, um, so that'll be good. And then offensive linemen, they have left tackle, Dedrick Wells, left guard, Joel Batonio, center, JC Treader, right guard, White Taylor, and right tackle, Jank Conklin. That is a very good offensive line. That is probably one of the best in the NFL. Um, maybe not the best, but it's definitely top five or top ten. On the defense, we have Miles Garrett at left, um, at defensive end, and Jadami Clowney lining um, up on the other side. Um, they also have Tate McKinley as a reserve. At deep tackle, they have Sheldon Richards and Malik Jackson with Jordan Elliott and Andrew Billings um, behind them. At linebacker, they have Sione Tucky Ducky, Anthony Walker, Jacob Phillips, Matt Wilson, Malcolm Smith. It's a very good linebacker, um, linebacking corpse. Um, at cornerback, they have Denzel Ward, Troy Hill, who came from the Rams as free agency. They have Gary Williams. And then at safety, they have Ronnie Harrison Jr., John Johnson, and the um, promising Grant Dalpit, who got injured as a rookie year. So let's go back to the start. Um, at QB, they have Baker Mayfield, who's obviously he's um he's had a mixed couple of years in the league. He's been um showing some potential, and he's showing some very bad as well. But you know, I think I think what I'm going to say is with the Brown season, it definitely is lying or not lying um all of it on Baker Mayfield, but a big part of it will um how the season go will come down to how Baker Mayfield plays. And you also have Case Keenum, who can also, who is a serviceable QB and can come in um, if Baker needs to be benched if he's not playing as well. But then they have the running back duo of Chubb and Hunt, which is, you know, the running game is very good with the offensive line as well. They have Wills, the rookie a couple of years ago. They have Conklin, Teller, Treader, Batonio. Those are some, at every position on the O-line, they have an above average player playing there. So that's good. That the running game is going to be good. Um, I talked about the tight ends. They have Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, David Njoku. Um, you know, the, the the running game is going to be very good this year. I think it's going to be probably one of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Um, then to complement that, at receiver, they have OBJ, um, who hopefully can stay healthy. They have Landry. The, um, he's always reliable. And then they have Rashad Higgins. And they have the youngster, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who hopefully can... Um, progress and get better from um, the help of OBJ and Landry as well. So that's, that offense is looking very dangerous. I think it definitely could be 
maybe not the best offense next year, um, next season, but it definitely could be top three, um, probably top five, but definitely top ten. I think it's going to be very good if Baker um, plays very good. This this offense is going to be non-stoppable, but it's going to look pretty pretty sharp. You know, um, Baker, he you know he's had, like I said just before, he's had. Um, a mixed couple of years in the league already, but um, I think with all these sport cast and the players around him, he should be able to succeed the season. And, you know, I know this um, happens quite a lot, but, you know, I don't know if the Browns would look at moving on from him after the season if he doesn't perform up to standard. Um, but, yeah, it's just something to monitor with him. If he plays bad this season, they might look at something. But I doubt, I think they'll stick with him. But, yeah, that's the offense. It's looking very good. You have... Um, a very underrated offensive line with um, Wells, who's still learning. Um, you have Conklin holding down the right side, and you have one of the under, most underrated guards, White Teller, and you have Joel Batoni and Tritter, um making out the rest of the O-line. So that is, uh, that's a very good um, combo of vet, um, veteran players and young players as well. Let's move to the defense. Now, this defense is looking very, very scary. Um, if this defense can stay healthy... Um, watch out. You know, they have Miles Garrett and Joe David County lining, lining up against each other. You know, if these two guys get hot at the same time and they're healthy, man, often is going to watch out. You know, team's going to have um, trouble trying to contain both of those players. And they also have Tack McKinley who can come off, who will come off the bench probably, but can also maybe play a bit of D-tackle. Speaking of D-tackles, the D-tackles are Sheldon Richardson and Malik Jackson with Andrew Billings coming off the bench. It, um, you know, it's probably an average to above average D-tackle group. Um, that D-line is going to be very, very um, good next year, I believe. Um, you know, Garrett probably, I don't know, with the Clowney now, they won't be able to double-team Garrett as much, so that means Garrett will be able to get free and maybe even get 20 sacks. Who knows? But that's the D-line, so let's move on to the um, linebacking group. Uh, we have Sione Takitaki, um, we have Anthony Walker, Jacob Phillips, Matt Wilson, Malcolm Smith. You know, I like Matt Wilson and Sione Takitaki. Um, Sione Takitaki is someone who I have followed since he got drafted. Um, I remember, uh, when he, I don't know when he got drafted, I think it was 20, was it last year's draft? 29, I can't remember. But he was definitely a prospect I was looking at and um, the Browns signed him. I've followed him ever since and he's... Developed very good. You know, he's a very hardworking person, and I like what I'm seeing. Mac Wilson is definitely the same. He's hungry to be better. That lying back group is very above average, I'd say, but they're going to get better. But they definitely need someone to step up and be that leader, um, whether that's um, Taki Taki or Wilson, or maybe even Jacob Phillips. He was a rookie in with Taki Taki, I believe, as well. So, yeah, we'll just have to see how, how that pans out, but someone needs to step up in the linebacker group. But then at quarterback, we have the young and promising Denzel Ward. Then we have Troy Hill, who they signed, um, who was on the Rams, but has come over to the Browns in free agency. And we have the um, promising, also promising young quarterback in Grady Williams. I think he got injured last season. I'm not quite sure what it was. But that's a very good trio of um, running, um, not running backs, quarterbacks. So I'd say you'll have Denzel Ward as the primary man corner, and then Grady Williams probably as his as quarterback two, and then you'll have Troy Hill running the nickel, maybe. Um, you'll also have AJ Green and MJ Stewart rounding out that group, which is some 
decent, young, and promising players. Now, at safety, you have John Johnson, who will also come over the Rams. This is a very good signing. Um, I talked about the signing a couple of weeks ago, I think. You know, I like it. John Johnson is very, um, very good player, and he should be able to um, excel in this Browns team and become a leader of that defense, maybe. So then we also have Ronnie Harrison, who is a very good um He's a very good safety. I think he came from the Jaguars. He's still young, I'm pretty sure. And then you also have the promising rookie last year, I think it was, for he tore his ACL, I'd like to say. Grant Dalpit, who, um, you know, he was once known as a top 10 draft pick, I think, but he dropped to the second round for the Browns, which is um, a very good steal for them. You know, if he pans out and stays healthy, he will definitely, definitely be um, a good signing. Um, I mean, a good yeah, a good draft pick for them if he pans out. But, you know, with this Browns team, I think the major factors with them is staying healthy, which is one of them, because if they can't stay healthy, you're not going to be able to perform. You know, my 49ers that happened in last year when they um, lot of them tore the ACLs and injuries, we um, had a very poor season because of injuries. And, you know, that's part of the game. But if they can, the Browns can they stay healthy, they will do very excellent. But I think the other part lies on Baker Mayfield's shoulders. Now, it's not all just him, but a big part of a team's success is the QB's play. And if his QB, um, if his play isn't up, um, up to part, he, you know, the Browns probably won't do as well. But, you know, I think Baker has the right to succeed. And with this coaching staff and the team around him now, I think he should be able to play well. He doesn't need to play insane because that defense will... Um, play very good, so he doesn't need to carry that team and score 40 points every game. So he just needs to play above average, and I think the Browns will be sweet and probably a lot for the playoffs. Now, if I had to say a record for them, I would probably go 11-6 and six or 12-5, maybe even better. That's probably just being a bit harsh on them. But I think they sh- their max wins probably could be about 13, I think, 13 or 14. Um, but yeah, 13, you know, that's a big big ask, but I think the Browns could be up to it if this team clicks right away. And, you know, there's a lot of pieces, a lot, a lot of good pieces on this team that could pan out very well for them and pay off for this next season. Um, you know, I was talking about Kanye before, but I don't know if, if he's going to sign back. If the season well goes well, I think he could um, re-sign back to the Browns. Um, we'll have to see um, how that goes. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to watching the Browns season in um, Niners fan. I'm you know, I'm excited to see what the Browns can do this season in the AFC. And, you know, who knows? It might be Niners Browns Super Bowl um, come February time. But, you know, I think the, um, the Browns have a very promising season coming up. And, you know, I think Browns fans should be excited for the future. So, yeah, that's that topic for that. So, let's let's um, let's get into the next topic, which is the my top 10 mock draft, the last part of the episode today. So, um. Let's get into it. So, obviously, we have Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, easy pick, number one. Um, Jets, number two, Zach Wilson. You know, I'm pretty sure they're committed to him all the way now, unless something drastic happens come draft day or a couple of days before draft. But, you know, I think they're going to Zach Wilson, you know, they um they get their franchise, um, the QB of the franchise, um, their franchise QB, the QB of the future. Um, I don't know if he's the answer at QB for them. Um, obviously, Donald wasn't, but... Zach Wilson could be. I'm excited to see him, um, what he can do in New York, and if he can be an electric player for them. That's that one. 
49ers, my 49ers. I'm, I'm very excited for this pick. You know, when they traded up, I was very excited because I love the draft. And, you know, it's still exciting when you have the, the 20th pick or the, I think they had the 14th pick or the 12th pick before they traded, but now you have a top three pick. And, you know, exciting times, man. I'm looking to see who they um, draft. You know, I wouldn't be mad with oh, Zach Wilson drop, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance. But, you know, if I had a preference, it would probably be Justin Fields, and that's who I have them taking. Um, the next pick is the Atlanta Falcons. I definitely could see them trade down with somebody like the um, Broncos or the Patriots to get the QB of the future, whether that's Trey Lance or Mac Jones. But in this mock draft, I um, today I had the Falcons taking Cole Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, to pair with Hayden Harris and add to their offense. You know, uh, you might as well get some Matty Ice some help, um, because that defense is looking um, all right. But, you know, if they trade down, they might take a corner. But who knows? That's that pick. The Bengals, um, you know, I've juggled. I think I had them taking Seal last week. But now I have them taking Jamar Chase just because I've heard everything about the um, Burrow wanting Chase. And, you know, I don't know if this will be the pick. But I'm just going to go with it this week um, as of now. But I reckon my first round mock draft next week, it'll be Seal maybe, depending on what comes out. But... The Bengals pick is Jamar Chase, and that moves the Dolphins, who get the left tackle of their future, their franchise left tackle to protect Tua Tagovailoa, Penny Sewell. Now, yeah, so those two picks could interchange. You know what I said, Bengals could pick Chase and Dolphins pick Sewell, or the Bengals could take Sewell and the Dolphins take Chase. You know, who knows? Um, then with the Dolphins, they take Jalen Waddle. You know, ever since I've been doing mock drafts, um, since a couple of weeks ago, I've always had Jalen Water going to the Lions. I don't know. I just think it's a very good fit for them. And Jared Goff will love getting Waddle in Detroit. Um, you know, people are, thinking, are saying, why why not take Devontae Smith? He's probably better. But I just think Waddle is a bit better. And, you know, yeah, I think so. I have the Lions taking Jalen Waddle. Now, the next person I have is the next team is the Panthers. And I have him taking the um, tackle out of, I think it's Northwestern's state maybe northwestern i could be wrong or sean slater you know um he was he rose up drive drive forwards a couple um, weeks ago i think and you know the panthers get a left tackle to um add to their offense and round out the offense but i think they could potentially if pitts falls um get him or we could potentially see a trade up but um right now i have them taking the left tackle and solidifying that um left side of the offensive line. They also have Taylor Moto on at right tackle, so they'll be able to protect um, Sammy Darnold now. So, and then the Broncos. We have the Broncos, and this could potentially be a trade-up spot with um, someone like the Falcons, or um, yeah, probably most like the Falcons to get Trey Lance or Mac Jones. But in this case, Mac Jones fell. They could have gone Trey Lance, but I just think Mac Jones is your prototypical Denver QB, someone John Elway would want. And so I have the Matt, Broncos taking Matt Jones. Um, I don't know if his pack will pan out, but, you know, I just think he's a, um, not a perfect fit for the Broncos, but he's just a typical QB the Broncos would go for, and he's going to compete with Drew Locke. Now, with the Cowboys, this is a pretty obvious, well, it's not obvious pick, but this is a lot. This probably, this is the most unanimous decision I've seen someone like a player go to the um a certain team in this draft so far, which is Patrick Sheridan, the second out of the cornerback out of Alabama going to the Cowboys. It's probably the most um seen pick I've seen. Sheridan going to the Cowboys, you know, um to pair with Trayvon Diggs, the young corner. And, you know, 
their offense is looking very good, so you don't really need to add to that. And they add to the defense with um, a cornerback. So, yeah, that is today's episode, um, guys. I hope you enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed making it. And, you know, for the, over the next week, I will be um, getting my first-round mock draft together for next um, pod, next podcast next episode of the podcast which i will be discussing and analyzing my picks all 32 picks i won't be a top 10 mock draft will be all 32 picks of the first round um which is about a week before the draft so that'll be that episode it'll just be that maybe talk about a a bit of the news from um the past week um before doing my picks but yeah so that'll be the next episode and after that i'll be reacting to probably to the first round second round I think the day I do the next the podcast episode, it'll be the second round that day. So I might do the first round and react to those picks. And then it'll be probably for the next couple of weeks, episodes just talking about um, the draft and, you know, who got picked. And then probably just do like, I might do each episode for the next couple of months, do um, leading up to the season. I might do outlooks for every team after the draft and for the answer and stuff and, so that'll be fun. So yeah, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Um, I enjoyed making it. You know, it was fun talking about the Browns. I'm definitely excited to see where they go. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'll see you next week.